Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical LibroCuberlist. Let's start off by saying that there will be spoilers. We will say that because quite possibly, even likely, there will be spoilers on all the things listed in the episode description. So, take heed of this one and only spoiler warning, even though sometimes I give more than one. But pretend that this is the only one, just to be safe rather than sorry. Another thing to prevent soriness is to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. Rate, comment as well would be things to do. Mm. Without further preamble, a nice short opening there I managed to do for a change, I'm going to push a button that will get us started like this. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to review some things. Today's movie monologue sponsor is the Ant-Man Penis Rebigulator. Thank you, sponsorship, for this movie monologue in which I have one, two, three, four movies. That's a respectable number. <clears throat> I think last week we tried to do five or six, and we didn't fit it. Sometimes I've done three and haven't fit it. Sometimes I've done four and haven't fit it. Basically, I have trouble fitting it in. <clears throat> That's what he said. Movie the first is called uh, Someone Mary Barry. Uh, the titular Barry is played by Mr. What is his name? <clears throat> Tyler Labine? Is that his name? No. Oh, yeah, it is. Tyler Labine, who uh, is an actor who is, uh, I, I think I'd consider underrated. Every time I've seen him in something, I've greatly enjoyed him. <clears throat> oh, you know what I just read here? He's from Brampton, Ontario. Which is amusing because I was in Brampton, Ontario all of 15 minutes ago. I work in Brampton, Ontario, so that is weird. I don't think that's... The, that may be a, uh, a lackadaisical liberal cubicleless podcast first in that I'm talking of a movie where the, uh, the main guy, the titular <laughs> guy, uh, grew up and potentially still visits minutes from where I currently am. Interesting. Maybe I should uh, have got him over for an interview or popped into his house on the way home. But I didn't because I just learned this fact and that would be creepy to do. Yes. <clears throat> okay, someone marry Barry. Um, let me read the imbede. Three friends plot to get rid of their socially inappropriate friend by finding him a wife, but when he meets a woman just like him, their problems double. 
Uh, if you cannot guess, this is a comedy, but it is a comedy of the what I appreciate more than a straight comedy variety, in that uh, it's got a little of the drama. A little bit. It's tinges of drama with the majority of comedy, which uh, I like a movie that has both in any ratio, and uh, this found a good one. Uh, Rating-wise, how would I go right off the bat, since I'll forget if I don't... Uh, I'll go solid, solid 4 out of 5. Uh, I would recommend this. Um, <laughs> the sort of premise is that every group of friends has a quote-unquote berry, someone of the group who... Uh, the others look at and sort of shake their heads. And I do believe there was potentially a time back in my partying days where I had a sort of Barry-esque uh, feel to me, maybe? I don't know, I'm just thinking that that is not out of the realm of possibility. The other thing is, uh, this guy I've been told I look like as well. Uh, I just said his name and I've already forgotten it. Uh, uh, Tyler Labine. Labine? Labine. So, a little bit, I can see that. Let's move on to movie, the second, Automata, or Automata. A-U-T-O-M-A-T-A is how it's spelled. It stars none other than Mr. Antonio Baderas, <coughs> who uh, I don't think I've seen too many movies with him that I've thoroughly enjoyed. So, because I did enjoy this movie, maybe this is one of my favorite movies with him as the star. Yeah, you know what, I could probably say that. Uh, let me read the impetus for this one. Uh, Jacques, some crazy last name, is an insurance agent for uh, ROC Robotics who investigates cases of robots violating their primary protocols. So a little Arthur C. Clarke. Is it Arthur C. Clarke? Uh, Asimov, I mean, with the rules of robotics, do not harm human, that, that, that sort of thing, do not harm yourself. Uh, so he's in charge of investigating uh, occurrences of this. Oh man. <laughs> really not doing good with time here. Fuck, I just can't fit it in. Oh, you know what it was? Because I had a little problem with uh, the podcast in that it stopped recording and I had to go back. So that that explains why that went so quickly from my perspective and maybe not yours. <clears throat> Anyways, a uh, sci-fi movie, which I like. Robots, love. Antonio Banderas did well in this. Yeah, uh, his wife, Melanie Griffith, also had a part and did a voice of one of the sort of main robots that he spends a lot of the movie with. Uh, I, w something that makes me curious about this movie is that will there come a time many, many years down the road when we have sort of robots or everyone has a robot, basically? Let's put it that way. It, like, a robot is like your cell phone. Uh, everyone has them and they hang around with you, do your bidding. They're slaves for all intents and purposes. Uh, will we feel towards them that we shouldn't be treating them as this way, even though that's how they were designed and made for that purpose? Uh, I think it starts to go into that thought when they reach a certain level of intelligence where they are seemingly very human-like, and then we feel bad that we're treating things that feel so very human as less than human. I don't know. I won't be alive to see that sort of thing happening, so uh, let's say fuck those robots. Do what you want with them. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, moving on to movie the third, Ant-Man. Yeah, finally saw this uh, little gem here. I'm not going to read the IMDb because it's about Ant-Man. And you don't really need to know about it plot-wise. Uh, stars Paul Rudd, who, like the last guy I mentioned, Labine. Uh, see, I remembered at that time. Uh, just about, I think, everything I've ever seen him in, I've enjoyed his performance. This included, he makes a movie that uh, I probably would give maybe a 3 to uh, a 4 or maybe even higher. Uh, Michael Douglas, good. Evangeline, really good. Really every actor and actress in this did a really, really good job. Uh, there were some laughs even, which I, I appreciate in any movie, uh, especially a superhero movie. I like when they throw some laughs in there. I think it makes it more believable to have that than just straight serious I'm friggin' the Ant-Man the whole time. That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, where this kind of falls apart is too strong a term is the story. Uh, it's not very exciting and it doesn't make too much sense a lot of the time. That's one man's opinion. Uh, despite saying that, I'm still gonna give this movie uh, a 4 out of 5. Uh, with some definite 5 out of 5 moments, even. Uh, cool action. I, I like the character of Ant-Man and what he's able to do. It's an interesting idea. Uh, I like, there's a point where he shrinks down to sort of a molecular level. Uh, I hope maybe they explore that more in the future because the, the, the nerdy scientist in me likes that, uh, that idea. And uh, let's move on to the final movie. People, places, things. No, that's not three movies. That's one movie with three words as its title. Uh, this, starring another person. Man, we're on a good roll here of people who I've seen in things that I've never not enjoyed. This one being Jermaine Clement, who you may know from uh, Flight of the Concords. That Jermaine. Uh, I wanted to see him in this Primarily because I knew it was not a primarily uh, comedic role, uh, more of a serious dramedy is, is, is I think is how you could classify this quite easily. Uh, let me read the image. While Henry is a newly single graphic novelist bouncing parenting, his young twin daughters and a classroom full of students, uh, he explores and navigates the rich complexities of new love and letting go with the woman who left him. Letting go of the woman who left him, rather. Well, I butchered that sentence pretty good. This movie was also pretty good. <laughs> Segways. That's how those work. Uh, yeah, uh, he was good in this. Uh, believable. It, it, it's sort of, if you take his character from Flight of the Concords, when being sort of kicked around by life, it, it had kind of that feel to it, which uh, he does very, very well. Uh, laughed, cried? No, I did laugh. Cried? No, I didn't. But uh, I did have a sort of heartwarming feel on more than one occasion. Uh, movie rating-wise, I'll go a solid 3 to maybe 4 out of 5. Uh, you know, let's do this because I do this often. Uh, watch this on a Sunday. Uh, and this movie, if watched on a Sunday, gets a 4 because it's got a really good Sunday movie vibe. Uh, any other day, probably closer to a three. Oh, uh, you know what? I've just realized, looking at the Imbida for this, uh, his love interest in this is uh, Regina Hall, who you may know from Scary Movie. I had, I didn't know she was in this. 
I don't think I've ever seen her in, in anything but scary movie, but she did a really, really good job, so uh, I was impressed by that, just because her character in scary movie does not seem like it would lend itself to a more serious movie like this, which I know, you're an actor, you're an actress, that's your job, is to do different roles and play different people, but... Uh, I don't know, I, there was some surprise to see her carry this role so well. Huh? Alright, pushed a button, I did. Today's television talk sponsor is shirts. Okay, uh, we're going to talk about skins in this uh, television talk uh, segment, episode, segment, segment. Yeah, let's go with segment. Oh, yeah, you know what? I've just realized, uh, similar to the movie monologue, going to probably have difficulty fitting... Uh, what I have in here, because what I decided to do is to jam two shows, entire seasons, into one television talk. Uh, the reason I did that is because uh, the missus and I just finished watching series five of Skins, and I just finished watching season five of Portlandia. Uh, let's just call them seasons, please. It's making it very difficult for me. They call them serieses over in the UK where Skins is made. And they call them seasons in uh, US and Canada where Portland is made. But please, let's just call them seasons. That makes more sense. Ugh. Anyways, uh, completed season five of both of them, so I uh, thought I'd bring them both back. Okay, so uh, let's start with... Portlandia because that's fresher in my mind and uh, let's face it I did like it better because I love Portlandia so much uh, that being said let's do this to sort of get it off my chest if that makes sense which I don't think it does and to let you know what I think of both of these things both of these things five out of five loved 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 them both it's just uh, a show like Portlandia has a special place in my heart um, that cannot be filled by other things. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, now available on Netflix, I should say, and because of that fact, I think this show, and was it ten episodes? Uh, I think I uh, went through it quicker than any show I can ever remember. Like, I sat down to watch season one of Portlandia on Netflix, and I, I sort of the day had passed, <laughs> and I hadn't—I had no idea how I had passed through the time of the day. Uh, when I realized that I was watching the tenth episode credits uh, roll, I just sort of looked at my life and said, "Man, you know what? On the one hand, am I wasting my life watching an entire season of a television show in one sitting? And I mean one sitting—I mean not getting up to do anything." Or have I just experienced a an entire series of a great television show all at once? That uh, because it sort of flows and things are interconnected. It's a sketch comedy show, but you have a lot of the same characters in one episode that you'll have in the next. So because of that fact, uh, I think it makes more sense to do so than in say a uh, if I do recall like a Key and Peele where. You don't see too, too much of the same characters in similar skits. I guess you had the president 
Uh, maybe I'm just blowing smoke up my ass and have no idea what I'm talking about, which is distinctly possible. If you're unfamiliar with Portlandia, uh, it takes place in Porton. Uh, this, it stars um, uh, Carrie Brownstein and what the heck is his name? Uh, Fred Armston, Armisen. Uh, they're the, the sort of main people. They play a variety of different roles. And then they have uh, other stars that'll come in and do various things. Uh, my favorite of which is Jeff Goldblum. Uh, if you follow me on YouTube, and I hope you do, I, I have some plans, hopefully, to get some clips of Jeff Goldblum and uh, make a little something. You know what? I don't know if I've ever brought that up. Uh, what the hell? we got plenty of time today. Uh, go to YouTube. And uh, either search, uh, what can you search? Jordan Maywood, that's probably the easiest. And uh, I have now, and for the last couple of months, been devoting some time to creating things on YouTube. Videos, no less. Um, you, you mix, what are they called? Mixes. M mix ups. Mi mixtures. Um, where you take things and mix them together in video form. Things of that nature. Uh, things where I've taken clips from podcasts and then put visuals over top of them. Things like that I have done. So uh, why don't I plug that? And I just did. So uh, go over and check that out. Maybe uh, shoot me a like, subscribe, and whatever. The usual. Uh, anyways, there's some thoughts on doing that with a Jeff Goldblum stuff uh, percolating in the old noggin right now. So look forward to that, if you'd like. Okay, as you heard, we're out of time. Uh, skin Series 5. Was this new? Skin is British team. Okay, so yeah, this was... I'm sorry, I'm just reading the Wikipedia page because uh, I can't quite remember if it was the whole new band of kids in this one or Series 4. I think it was this one. Oh, let me you just push this button and it will tell me. <clears throat> Excuse me one second. Thomas. No, okay, yeah. So uh, this is a new group of kids. If you're unfamiliar with skins, uh, it's basically Degrassi uh, with drugs and sex. Is kind of how I like to look at it. Uh, it's really, really good, really well done. Uh, the, the thing I like about it is the thing I like about a lot of things of this nature, where it swings wildly between making me laugh quite hard on quite a number of occasions, and then occasionally will have me crying as well, because super, super sad, depressing things happen. So uh, I love that swing, and for a show to be able to have that swing, uh, I think is pretty incredible. Uh, that's why I've given it a 5 out of 5. Uh, this season, season 5, has a whole brand new group of kids, uh, which I think is our th third. Our third group of kids. So, series 1 and 2 was a group of kids, 3 and 4 was a group of kids, 5 and 6 is a group of kids, and uh, I don't know season 7 because I haven't watched it yet. Uh, the Mrs. and I are, are just starting season 6. Uh, I very much like this group of kids. Uh, and am getting attached to them as the creators of the show. No doubt, hoped I would. Uh, I recommend the show in general, and uh, this season, this group of kids, I think the first was my favorite, and this is my second favorite, and who knows what season seven is going to be like. Let's move on, because 
I am doing this too slowly. I should be further ahead by now. Today's book banter sponsor is Unicorn on the Cob. Okay, today I have for you book number one of the Apprenticed Adept series by Mr. Pierce Anthony. The book in question is called Split Infinity. This is one of Pierce Anthony's first books, I do believe. Came out in... When did it come out in? Since nineteen eighty. Oh, so uh, came out. The second book that I'm reading came out the year I was born. So this was out before I was even born. Uh, it does have that sort of classic eighties feel uh, as far as sci-fi fantasy-ish. Um, Pierce Anthony does it well. I've read so many of his things of, over the course of the years. In fact fairly certain uh in fact uh, i'll go as far to say 99 percent certain that's i have read this book before i think what happened is uh used to not so much anymore buy books at uh book sales uh, of the library variety where you could get a bag of books for five bucks and uh, i think i remember buying this book reading it getting to the end realizing it was part of the series which used to drive me nuts and i used to always try to avoid it but uh, in the days before the internet being easily accessible uh, if a book didn't have in its cover a list of the books that were in that series uh, you wouldn't know that it was part of a series now i always try to look up so i don't fall for the same trap so I read the first book, then realized afterwards that there was things that were left unfinished, then looked into it, then found out that there was six more books in the series that, what the hell, I'm not going to buy just six books. It's a ridiculous extravagance. Uh, now, in this age of uh, inexpensive ebooks and what have you, I have uh, got them all and uh, restarted this one from the beginning. And I'm glad I did because I did remember it fondly, vaguely. Like it was so long ago, well, pre-easy pre internet days anyways, let's put it that way, that I didn't really remember what what uh, was going to happen, what was going to happen. Which uh, I think that's fine. Rereading a book and not knowing what's going to happen because it's been so long, uh, I don't mind that. Uh, let me read a little synopsis to give you an idea of what's going on in the Adept series. Uh, the game champion Surf Style, and that's his name, S-T-I-L-E, uh, that's the name of the main character, is assaulted on Proton by an unknown enemy, but learns he can escape into a mysterious fantasy world called Phase. P-H-A-Z-E. Uh-huh. <laughs> in phase, he meets Nessa, Nisa, goddamn fantasy names, a unicorn, and learns of his magical legacy as the Blue Adept, basically a magician. Uh, back in Proton, he tries to uncover his enemy while building a relationship with his robot lover, Sheen. What the fuck? After reading that, 
Uh, I'm sort of blown away by how crazy that sounds that a book like this exists. <laughs> and uh, Pierce Anthony does have some pretty crazy books. This, of course, uh, obviously being one of them. Something I like about it uh, is that jump between sci-fi and fantasy that you don't find very often. Uh, when you do, I think I've always enjoyed it. Um, some people... You know what I'm sort of curious? We could get a little audience participation there. Are there people out there listening to this, if such a thing exists right there, <laughs> who... Let me narrow it down a bit now. Who uh, only like sci-fi or only like fantasy? I, I find if one likes one, they will often like the other. Uh, like myself. Oh, boy. Uh, Rating-wise... I'll go a solid 4 out of 5. Uh, I think after I finish this series, maybe I wouldn't reread it again. But uh, there's six more books to come, so I will be bringing them back here to talk about with you, the listener. Today's game, Gavin's sponsor, is the Fat Man Tactical Nuclear Catapult with Experimental MIRV. Thank you, sponsorship. Folks, folks, you know what's going to happen here because I warned several times what was going to happen and it is continuing to happen. And that is the playing of Fallout 4. Yes. Uh, weekend 3, I have titled this because it is my third weekend playing it. Uh, I've mentioned from time to time on the podcast that I primarily, or just about only, play video games on the weekend. Uh, devote the week to uh, consumption of different forms of media, not the video game variety. I feel I need a little more time than I have available on the weekends to really get into a game. Uh, anyways something I wanted to talk about um, with regards to this weekend is something I find happens on a semi-regular basis in games of this style. Uh, this is another good occasion for audience participation because you can let me know if I am an insane person. Well, that we know, but an insane person in this specific regard, you can let me know. Or if uh, you, like me, have the same, not necessarily a problem, but the same, let's call it a problem. Uh, occasionally playing a game like this, I'll get a certain degree into it. Uh, in this case, maybe it was an embarrassingly long amount in terms of hours played, where I'll realize, you know what, I wish I had done things different. Uh, up until this point, and they're bugging me to the degree where I am going to stop playing and start this game over from the beginning. <laughs> that may seem to people who don't play video games, or maybe even people who play video games, to be an insane thing to do. But, uh, maybe it has something to do with this. The, the fact that I try to, as a sort of general life rule, whenever possible, to do what makes me happy, to search out things that make me happy, to experience things that make me happy and avoid things that don't. Uh, if I find myself in situations that are not making happy, get out of them. The situation here was I was playing the game, realizing choices I've made, uh, buildings I have made, huh? 
uh, in my settlements uh, f- f- collections. I hadn't quite got where I'd like them. J- just little niggly things, l- stupid things, maybe some smart things. Maybe I, I realized I could have chose perks better. Maybe I realized uh, I wish I hadn't have gone into this situation at this time. It would have made more sense to do it this time. There was a whole bunch of things going through my mind uh, that really boiled down to, you know what, I'm going to start this game from the beginning and play this whole experience a little different. Perchance, perhaps, oh boy, uh, some of that had to do with the fact that I hadn't played a Fallout game in a while since one of my Fallout 3 or New Vegas yearly playthroughs. Uh, I guess it maybe been a couple of years. And I sort of forgot how it made sense to play through one of these games. Um, and how that does, at least from my point of view, because I want to do everything, see everything, talk to everyone, get every hat gun, just experience this like like it's real life, basically, is to do it more methodical. I, I think I sort of jumped into the wasteland and started running rather than winning with a a total game plan which uh, I have changed I have changed the way I have am doing things now so uh, that is less likely to happen I suppose Um, I I think we could leave it at that Uh, my, my focus so far in week 3 was sort of getting back to where I was which I've, I've managed to do fairly quickly it's amazing how much quicker you can get after having experienced everything you you know where to go and what to do so uh, I've it's, it's kind of interesting that it took me almost one weekend to get where I had done the first two weekends which maybe makes sense uh, anyways we'll be back with more Fallout of course Today's internet, internet, intercourse, did I say internet twice? I feel like maybe I did. Oh boy. Uh, Is Blackie Green's Charisma. Blackie Green's Charisma. Okay, so uh, we're going to start off by talking about the end of something. Put the end in quotes, I hope. Uh, And that is the final episode of Nerd Poker. If you are a listener of this podcast, and I hope you are, and that doesn't really make sense, because if you're not, you wouldn't have heard me say that. You will know uh, that one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is one called Nerd Poker. I've brought it back more more times than I can count. Um, It has recently decided to go on... Uh, I'm going to say go on hiatus on the hopes that it will be back. And and they did say, uh, they did say, you know, this is not necessarily the last this will ever happen. Uh, they mentioned a couple times Nerd Poker version 2.0. So my, I, I do have hopes, and uh, let's face it, those hopes are high. Uh, I can't really think of a time... Uh, this may be the first, which is kind of shocking to me. In all my years of listening to podcasts, uh, I've had times where I've listened to a podcast and then it maybe it wasn't tickling my fancy like it used to, uh, and then I would stop listening to it. Um, 
I can't think of a time where there was a podcast that I love so much that then ended, which is kind of shocking. They they seem to just go on and on and on, and you come back every week and you expect them to be there every week. Um, and, I, and I honestly think this is the first time, like, I'm racking my brains, and I already have pre-racked them, but I can't think of a time where this has happened before. So I took it very, very hard, and I was, I was sort of shocked. Like, uh, they started talking about how it was the last episode... On the podcast, I was listening at work, and uh, like I had to like stifle, stifle a little bit of a tear coming to my eye. Um, shockingly, so normally, uh, that it's an emotion I'm not used to used to while listening to a podcast. So uh, I really, really hope they come back. Uh, this is a sort of absolutely quintessential. Uh, a version of the the lackadaisical liberal cubicleist pity love situation. If you're unfamiliar with this situation, it, it it comes in the form of if you've never seen an episode of Nerd Poker, I pity and envy you. Pity because you've never seen an episode, or rather listened to an episode of Nerd Poker. Envy because you have at your disposal a shit ton of episodes you can go back and listen to. I'm tempted myself to go back and start listening from the beginning because there's hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, it's basically comedians sitting around playing Dungeons and Dragons. That's it. Sounds like it, you know, could be of some interest. Could be. Sounds like there's potential that that's boring. It is and was and is one of the greatest podcasts. Uh, have ever listened to just just the the time they take to Dungeons and Dragons composed to just shooting the shit you, you sort of end up feeling like you're sitting at the table with them uh, just talking about nothing just b- cracking jokes about the stupidest shit you'd ever heard in your entire life and I'm, I'm really really gonna miss it and it's choking me up right now even thinking about it so which is also surprising I don't think I've ever been choked up on this podcast uh, so let's move on to uh, the next item, which is another podcast uh, I thought I'd GM in here. Uh, and that is the... Uh, you know what? <laughs> We're almost out of time, uh, and this is a good time to end it <laughs> on, on this sort of sad note. Um, but we're not getting it on a sad note. Uh, the happy note that we will end it on is something completely different that's totally related. Uh, from time to time, uh, comedian Pat Oswald would make an appearance on Nerd Poker, uh, specifically under the guise of a, uh, 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 what the hell is it called? A dwarven, was he dwarven? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was dwarven. Uh, not jester, what the hell is the word I'm looking for? I even have a character created for druid bard. Bard, a, a, a dwarven bard. If you're unfamiliar with a bard, play some Dungeons and Dragons. Like, this game makes me want to do... This podcast always made me want to do, but I have no idea who I could play with. If you're out there listening to this and want to play Dungeons & Dragons, please contact me to the address provided in the closing credits. Anyways, what I was saying is, uh, at the end of this podcast, (laughs) which is coming up, as you have just heard, uh, I pulled a clip from this final episode where Patton Oswalt sings... Just an incredible, incredible song um, uh, about nerd poker. Oh shit, what's it to the tune of? Nerd poker. You know what? I think I wrote it in the. 
let's see, uh, uh, to, to the to the to the tune to the tune of uh, Terry Jack's "Seasons in the Sun." So he took that song, uh, wrote his own words about characters from nerd poker and the sort of realm of Dungeons and Dragons, and it, 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 I, I think that's when I had the most uh, difficulty not tearing up at work embarrassingly so damn them I, I so hope it comes back uh, I hope you listening to this go over and listen to that uh, what is going to happen now is you're going to hear the usual sort of podcast related ending where I say it's nice to be nice to the nice then you'll hear that song and then we will be done for another day so folks you know what I like to say from time to time and that is it is nice to be nice the nice. This podcast soon will be no more. <laughs> Pack up the dice and paper, lock the door. No saving throws or poison darts, broadswords or necromantic art. So tongue my balls and huff my farts. <laughs> Goodbye, Amarth, dumb as a bird. You plummeted to your death like Conan's turd. Your body was a pulpy mass. All of your bones broke just like glass. And then your skull flew out your ass. Then Damien Darkthorn, gothic priest. You were insufferable to say the least. With all your whining and your gloom, I should dig up your mother's tomb and kick her squarely in the womb. And finally, Dag... <laughs> and finally, Dag, who fucking cares? Your corpse should decorate an ogre's lair. Your mouth would make a nice patoon. And when the guests step on your poon, your dickhole toots a happy tune. Poker high, poker low, poker sideways in the snow. Poker smart, poker silly, poker with a crock of chili. Bye. <laughs> By Mildred Maxton, three feet tall. <laughs> Jam your face in my crotch and have a ball. <laughs> you slaughtered monsters like a champ. You give my groin an aching cramp. I think of you, my nuts get damp. <laughs> Goodbye, dear Lyra, you were calm. <laughs> your voice of reason was a soothing balm. You stood for truth and you stood tall. You always answered reason's call. You goddamn shit lungs know it all. Poker soft, poker hard, poker with Orson Scott card. Poker scales, poker fur, poker, poker perpendicular. Farewell to Nausicaa, Nim High. What the fuck rhymes with Nausicaa, Nim High? I'm far too drunk to practice verse. Instead, I'll share with you a curse. Go felt your mother in a hearse. Poker thin, poker thick, poker with a goblin's dick. Poker me, poker you, poker with a stomach flu. Goodbye, hug Denning, sign the will. You prancing, wimpy, worthless daffodil. Your magic didn't fucking work. A coffee pot that wouldn't perk. So... 
So suck my dirty dwarven dark. Fuck, fuck you, Barthosha Dragonborn. You are a subgenre of bestial porn. I hope you learn to suck your chub, then fire sneeze it to a nub, you scaly, toothy, freakish schlub. Poker weak, poker super, poker rudely in the pooper. Poker happy, poker sad, poker in Aslamabad. Winter is dead, hip hip hooray. Your beard was filled with bugs, your skin was gray. Your spells and charms all really stunk. Your ass emitted an evil funk. Go make God laugh and trace his junk. And, and, yeah, and Blackie, I saved you for last. You faced down white and zombie ghost and gassed. Your sword was brutal, fast, and true. The best by far of the whole crew. And yet, despite all that, fuck you. Poke. Poker slow, poker fast, poker limp or at half-mast. By yourself or with a friend, this nerd poker's at an end. Yay! This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper